0: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hi, I'm Gina Thomas-Kelly from SB Nation.
1: And I'm Amir Tyree from DraftKings Nation.
0: And we're the hosts of Football Cheat Sheet, a brand new podcast that comes out every Friday and provides you with the tools you need to win money and dominate your friends in fantasy this NFL season. Be sure to subscribe via your favorite podcast platform. And if you have questions about fantasy football, DFS, or betting options, drop those questions along with a five-star review, and we'll be glad to answer them on our next show.
1: Coming into week 14, we had a big, big week for us this past week. We really, As long (laughs) as you didn't listen to me about Miles Sanders, you probably did pretty well if you listen to the show
0: yeah we uh we both had a spectacular week i think that we finished um about six points apart you you took first place and i took oh
1: yeah oh (laughs) i got i got so lucky with the antonio gibson stuff that you definitely you definitely would have caught me without a doubt
0: yeah the thing is like we talked about gibson and how you know i was even a little bit iffy about him but he was the right price um for the lineup i was putting together and otherwise it was a spectacular lineup i was really thrilled with it um we'll obviously get to this a little bit later but you know gibson is not the one in my doghouse th- this week though that would be justin herbert
1: <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll we'll definitely we'll definitely get into that and talk of you know and talk about some Patriots. Mm-hmm, and- yeah. For sure, because that 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 blowout game was ridiculous. But we might as well, since we're recording on Friday today instead of Thursday, talk about the aftermath of uh, Thursday's Patriots Rams game, which was just ridiculous to me. I was I was looking at um I wrote something up on uh, taking the Rams against the spread, which uh, at least the opening line they had DraftKings had the Rams minus five, which I was just like what? Like, I I was blo- I was blown away on that, especially with the Patriots on the road. Um, Pats with the least passing touchdowns in the NFL heading into that game against the secondary well the defense has giving up the least passing yards in the NFL and then yeah and then also third fewest rushing yards in the NFL so I was like what like what are they going to do if Damian Harris is not like go crazy I don't see in what world this Patriots team is like comes close to five points which we saw what happened.
0: Yes, we certainly did. Uh, my my Patriots fan husband is still grieving. Oh, man. I think. Yeah, he. it's not been the season that it, <laughs> man expected. And I think that everybody knew that, you know, it, it was going to be an unusual season, not just because of COVID, but, you know, having Tom Brady there for so long and then seeing him go to Tampa Bay. But um, I think that it's, you know... <laughs> Even with those adjusted expectations, I think that it's hard for Patriots fans to wrap their mind around not being a dominant team for once.
1: Yeah, because there's a lot to unpack from that game as far as, you know, Patriots now, um, six and seven. What's the situation? Which they had they had definitely been going strong and were trying to uh make a push make a push for the playoffs, but I don't I don't necessarily think a quarterback change does much for them given their receiving core. I think having having edelman i think would make a a lot of, even though they were going they were going downhill even uh before he um went out before before he before he was out but even still like he was he was he was banged up going in but you know given how strong they started on offense this is like i don't know if there's any way to really like inject any explosiveness into that offense as far as you know what 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 do you get from them from a fantasy perspective I did uh benefit from like 30 seconds before the the game kicked off. I swapped in I had the Giants defense against Seattle and I swapped in the Patriots and they just went crazy.
0: Oh yeah, I was um, sorry that I didn't pick that this.
1: yeah, that was that was like a big one for me. I was like, "Why was like cuz I, I wasn't I wasn't super big on um I wasn't super big on Russell Wilson uh, even coming in cuz the Gi- the Giants have surprisingly been one of the better defenses in the NFL actually this year and I was like, "Russell's in a slump, but I, at the same time I was like, "Hmm. I bet no one is gonna be on Justin like piping hot Justin Herbert like who's throwing for like you know damn near like third in like pa- like pa- like passing yards per like per game so just like I, everyone's expecting him to lighten up and he's got Eckler and he just has the, he just has a stinker so that that one definitely saved me but yeah as far as as far as the Patriots it's just like where do you look for the fantasy value now if, yeah, I mean there's there's Cam there's Cam New and then there's like maybe the like a random big game from James from James White or someone they knew Damian Damian Harris they'll be monitoring after he went down but you know that's going to be really hard to evaluate what kind of upside they have on that team
0: it really is and I mean I noticed in last night's game you know there were several play calls that I was very confused by um, from Josh McDaniels which is you know not something that I can say that I've seen a lot from him over the years um and so that in and of itself i don't know if he just isn't comfortable you know working with a quarterback like cam newton as uh, someone with that kind of versatility i don't know if it's still like cam trying to build chemistry and timing with these receivers if it's just like the talent level of the receivers that he actually has available i don't know what the what the problem is but i don't feel good about any patriots offensive players
1: it worked early on as far as the whole cam newton punch it in in the red zone but even early when they had when they had uh i can't remember what i can't remember what quarter it was in when they had that like when they went empty in the backfield and it's just like everyone on the field knows cam is gonna do a draw i'm just like they have no like where there there was no create they, they, they didn't even think about trying to go for anything else but you know with the rams defensive lines it's like if everyone knows cam is gonna take is like is gonna take a step back and try and run directly up the middle the, the rams are not a defense that you can uh, do that against consistently which
0: yeah absolutely not especially with Aaron Donald on the uh, on the other side there um so yeah that was a uh, and the the rants have been kind of up and down here and there too and so that it was I picked the Patriots in that one um you know coming off of last week's dominant performance against the Chargers so who knows it's such a weird year <laughs> yeah
1: and then on the on the other side we have to talk about like Cam Akers is going to be the fantasy season winner it looks like at this point in the season he's going to he's going to win a lot of people their leagues
0: yeah and of course uh, the weeks that i've played him in dfs have been the weeks that he hasn't done much <laughs> so i just haven't nailed the timing i with getting him in there
1: he's he's just slowly been coming on i was a little i was i was wary about him for sure because i know he had he had like the nine carries for um 84 coming up and then uh Hen- then henderson went down but then Henderson like came back later on in the game to uh, score a rushing touchdown in week 13. I was like, Oh, maybe. And then they just like, they just opened the floodgates completely. And it's like, you're running the show. I I don't know what it was. I don't know what they saw like leading up. Maybe he was just, maybe it was just like through practice or just Henderson, not um, seeming like he was at his best, but they just essentially handed him the reins to the, to the offense and he just went crazy.
0: So yeah, he's definitely a guy to keep an eye on um, over the next few weeks here. Um, another, So another person who's really come on here lately that I've been kind of surprised by uh, is Kurt Cousins. He is this week going up against the Bucks. He's going for his fourth week in a row with three passing touchdowns and 300 plus yards. And oh. um, yeah, I mean, like Cousins has a consistent history of being inconsistent, but um, you know, that's pretty interesting. And looking at the Bucs, I think that he has the potential to get that fourth game in a row with those stats
1: yeah um i hadn't i was not even tuned in to even yeah i had no idea he was he was playing that well and even yeah and even before then he had the 292 uh against the Bears, the two scores yeah and three touchdowns before that so he's he's really um been hitting his stride and especially save like one or two teams like one or two teams like no one has come close to matching what the uh for the most part what the bucks have been able to do on uh, the defensive line as far as rushing yards per game like something something like 74.2 mm-hmm. as uh as far as like per game but you know Dalvin Cook's not the average running back but yeah seeing the seeing how they split things up you know give if if Kirk Cousins is going to throw for three touchdowns a game every game you have to wonder like how how much is Dalvin how much is Dalvin Cook kind of phase out of that equation because the Buccaneers have been putting them in the torture chamber every every week running back.
0: <laughs> yeah, and the thing is, you know, Cook's injury history, I think, is a factor there too. Um, and so, but yeah, it's going to be really interesting. Cousins, I think that he also had one week this season where he literally had a, a passer rating of zero. And so <laughs> just all over the place. Um, but yeah, I thought that, that was that was pretty interesting that he's been putting up those kind of numbers here lately.
1: Yeah, so maybe if you want to, get some of that um Thielen and Thielen and Jefferson both uh performing at a super high level. If you think Kirk Cousins is going to continue pushing forward, I ha- I would have to I'd have to check and definitely check out uh the dra- the DraftKings uh stuff on that and see.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh how how it matches up price-wise, but hey, if you if you think Kirk Cousins has finally figured it out, maybe that's something to check out.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm definitely considering Cousins this week for DFS. But I also think that Herbert is going to have a bounce back game against the Falcons because who doesn't? Uh so uh-huh. <laughs> that's who I'm weighing. Um between those two right now.
1: And while we're on the topic of uh quarterbacks, one of the one of the biggest changes that everyone's anticipating coming into week fourteen is the Eagles have decided to start Jalen Hurts over Carson Wentz um against the New Orleans Saints this week. So I'm 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 interested to see how people kind of approach this from. Fan- I, I would I would think most would want to stay away from him, given how because you know, es- essentially I think the Saints are going to make him pretty one dimensional.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you know they they've been they've been they've been killing against the run for like consistently for year for years and years. Um, even the the Eagles like brought in um, Jordan Howard and were like giving him like giving him like preferred him in the red zone over. Miles Sanders, for whatever reason, after he got cut by Miami, so I don't know what they're doing with their running backs, but it definitely doesn't make me confident in uh in the ground in the ground game,
0: yeah, I just don't see any situation where I would feel comfortable starting. Hurts against the Saints. Like their defensive front is just too tough. I think that they're going to be able to, you know, slow down a run game that has been, you know, pretty underwhelming anyway, like you said. And then it's just Cam Jordan is a beast and he will harass Hurts all day long. And so I just don't, I just don't think that that's a good matchup for him. Um, Yeah. I I think that it's going to be a pretty rocky one.
1: (laughs) I've watched. almost for i I, i'm definitely gonna talk my i definitely gonna talk myself out of it for 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 me i almost want to get in like i almost want to get in like a higher price gpp and like throw him in there and see what he can because i I just know no one wants any part of him that's actually true it would just be such like even like even if he i don't i don't necessarily think because the eagles the eagles offense is uh nowhere near that nowhere near that degree of like the the new orleans saints but if he if he like somehow if he threw for like hundred fifty yards and ran for like two scores or something like yeah or something like that, you know, but not necessarily like uh like a stack guy or just like throw him in there with like a tight end. I might be for like a for like a for like a regular for like a regular one where there's gonna be like a ton of a ton of entrance in it, you might you might not want that. But mm-hmm. for some if you if you wanna really be different, you know, he can get freaking open field when he has to. So <laughs> Hey, I'm not I'm not completely against it, but I'll I'll be thinking about that for the for the next day or so before I make the final call on that. But
0: mm-hmm. yep.
1: And then let's uh, let's talk about these uh, Washington, the Washington football team. That's where yep. that's where storyline has kind of been buried at least to to start this one. Knocking off the Steelers, giving off giving them their first loss of the season. We we talked about Antonio Gibson a little bit uh, early on, but yeah, between between both those both those games have like. Pretty big implications as far as like uh, division, as far as like division races go. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I was uh, I was kind of disappointed. The Steelers lost only because we had an estimation reaction I'm ready to go out to all of our survey respondents, um, asking if the Jets would win a game first or <laughs> the Steelers would lose, and then the Steelers answered the question before we can send it. But um, yeah. yeah, so it's a uh, yeah. I mean, that was it was a It was an interesting game, um, and I'm still surprised at the outcome. But yeah, the Washington football team has quietly gotten a lot better. I really like Ron Rivera. I think that he's a very good coach. And we've talked a lot on the show about Antonio Gibson and um, and Terry McLaurin, and I still love both of those players in DFS, even though Antonio is dealing with a toe injury and did not have a good week last week. but yeah, that was a it was a very very impressive performance from the Washington football
1: team. Yeah, and I'll ha- I'd have to go and I would have to check out their schedule a little bit more. But I'm just like even like more and more if I if I think about Washington football team, mm-hmm. um, they didn't ha- they didn't have they didn't they weren't super impressive in that one. But uh, from like whether it whether it's season whether it's season long or uh, daily fantasy, I can't help but have interest um, in their in their defense because their their def- their defenses they have still gotten that boost from that uh, one off game uh, from uh, passing yards where they played Andy Dalton. He, uh, when he got the concussion, but yeah, they're still, they're still all the way toward all the way toward the bottom uh, as far as passing yards um, per game allowed, just because, you know, they're generating, even if the, even if the sack numbers weren't there, their last game, they're generating a ton of pressure and Roethlisberger is getting the ball out faster than any quarterback in the NFL this year. And they're, they're keeping that trend going if even like speeding up anymore. So against the, you know, especially if we can do that against them and they're receiving core, just like picked them apart because of all their options. Think of what they can do to the lesser ones, like um, the 49ers who they're coming up, you know, which by no means is Nick, is Nick Mullins, Ben, Roethlis, uh, ben Roethlisberger. And uh, given what they're, they're trying to figure out their entire offensive game plan between like what, like are the, is Jeff Wilson the guy at running back now? Is um, they're trying to like Raheem, Raheem Mostert's back, and now uh, Debo, Sam, Debo Samuel is uh, a little banged up, and Brandon Ayuk looks like the uh, wide receiver one there. You have to, you know, if they have those kind of questions, mm-hmm. and they they have to figure those things out because Washington's definitely going to bring it now. You know, cause they know they have a chance to win that division.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean basically anybody has a chance to win that division at this point. <laughs> the NFC East is so wild this yeah, year. Yeah,
1: at least at least they are they're kinda yeah, they're they're my favorites at least right now. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean um although, you know, the Giants, like you mentioned, their defense is quietly very good and I think that they certainly have a shot. I think that, you know, I do not see the Cowboys or the Eagles. Um Doing it, but I think you know really uh, Washington football team is is my favorite to win that division too. But the Giants, I think, are coming together at the right time, and so you know I think that they could give them a run for their money.
1: Yeah, and they're gonna get they're gonna get uh, Daniel Jones back, and then but this, the the Steelers, regardless of um, you know they only only one loss on the year, I really think that they should be on the lookout. I think I really think the Browns are coming, and they could make things interesting down the stretch
0: yeah absolutely
1: because especially when you look at the Steelers the Steelers have to play Buffalo in week 14 and I I I think they should be scared for that matchup because hey Cleveland Cleveland's nine and three they're not far off
0: yeah yeah
1: and seeing seeing and seeing that seeing what Buffalo did to San Francisco's defense which even banged which even banged up is still like there's there's still a quality there's still a quality defense and they just they just like they ran through them everyone was scoring on them
0: all right, and then uh, one of my favorite teams about this year, and and a team that I think is kind of emblematic of how bizarre twenty twenty is, the Cleveland Browns, who are actually good.
1: Yeah, and they're they're coming right up on the Steelers. They're at nine and three now. Um, they had uh, Baker Mayfield had that bad he had that bad stretch of just like crazy tornado. He had like two tornado games in a row, and then you know since like since then he's he's come back and threw for that season high. Uh, 334 in his last game and he was he was a guy who broke a lot of slates uh like fantasy wise and you know they're they're, they're gonna be they're gonna be right there and they have they have a chance to win that division given uh how he how he plays last uh because he didn't throw for a touchdown for three games and now in the in the last two he's thrown for six with no interceptions mm-hmm.
0: so yeah and he was really spectacular against the titans that first half was tremendous and then it looked like they might be pulling a classic Browns in the second half but held them off and so that was really a spectacular game um you know being from Ohio originally I know that Browns fans are they have been suffering for a long time so nice to see the team performing well for a change
1: yeah it definitely it will it'll definitely be more challenging coming up against uh, Baltimore rather than um Tennessee but you know they'll they'll be at home I think they have I think I think they have a good chance to def, uh, to make it challenging um against the Ravens before uh, heading in to face the Giants the following week. And then they've got the Jets and then they wrap things up with the Steelers. So hey, if if there's some if there's somehow even with the Steelers and it comes down to the end of it, I think I definitely think it could be interesting. And the Steelers could start start sweating if they lose to the Bills. I think the I, I really like the Bills' odds of ta- of taking down the Steelers and giving them that second loss back to back weeks. I I feel like they've kind of been exposed at at this point, but you know, they they have a chance to bounce back. But um, they're not in a, they're not an ideal situation even after like being the clear front runners for the amount of time they have been.
0: But yeah, if it comes down to the last week, that's always a good time. Um, waiting for playoff seeds to shake out and everything. So yeah, we've got We got a lot of fun to look forward to here at the end.
1: And it's, it's what they had last year when they when they finished that eight and eight year mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so even, yeah, that that would definitely be surprising, especially given the rivalry between those two teams. Even it's been lopsided in recent years, but it looks like it could be a real one this time around. So
0: mm-hmm. yeah, and I mean, it's been years and years that the Browns have been trying to really, you know, get a a roster together that's actually viable. And um, it's interesting to see that actually paying off. You know, they had so many draft picks to work with. They've thrown so many draft picks at quarterbacks. And so seeing Mayfield kind of hit a stride is pretty fun to see.
1: Yeah. And then kind of just going off them of the storylines, they have a a couple um, over on over unders on players for some of the the teams that we mentioned and some of those big storylines to watch. So first off, I have Jalen Hurts. 200 passing yards against the saints. We have not seen a lot of them this year, just for a little perspective. He has completed eight of his 15 passes so far um, this season. And he, you know uh, we, we saw his, we saw his uh, first career uh, passing touchdown, which, so what what do you, what do you think on this one? As far as how much do they free him up to, tr- to try and uh, use his arm? Like, does he, does he get the full all ambitious offense that the, eagles have been trying to execute with carson Wentz.
0: yeah i don't think so i'm going to take the under here especially against the saints um he's going to have to get that ball out really quickly if he's going to have any success and i think that that's a tall order for a quarterback making his first start in the nfl um so yeah i i just i'm going to take the under on this one
1: yeah which the the packers the packers have had a pretty solid secondary and when he came when he came in he threw for uh 109 with his with his uh touchdown and interception but yeah i think yeah starting starting off from the very beginning against one of the better defenses i think i'm always i'm also going to lean toward that but i i don't know i don't i don't want to be completely out on him on returning significant value just because i think they're i think they're going to try and i think they're going to try and get creative with, with using him uh with using his legs even still like he's not it's not like he's a blazing fast guy but you know he can he, he can he can be shifting i think he can uh throw him off from like the you know from the conventional offense that the eagles would try and run with wins so i wouldn't be surprised if he got in and like if he if he like ran for if he ran for a score and got like a short like passing touchdown like you know on some kind of gadget play or something like that but yeah the, as far as the passing yards uh it's not uh, it's not doing it for me i'm not there
0: yep yep so definitely the under on that one
1: And then uh, another one, as we talked about, the Steelers um, just lost to Washington. They Washington lost uh, Antonio Gibson that game, but the Steelers also did not have James Conner, who is now back off the COVID nineteen list. Um, You know, I I I think I think it's fair to say they're not they weren't at full full strength trying to um, use Snell and the other assortment of running backs to try and fill in the gap for him as he is their leading rusher. But I I don't know, he's pretty. I feel like he's been pretty touchdown dependent. Uh, this year when he when he's on he's on but only aver- uh, averaging a hair under 65 rushing yards on the year so over under for him is 75 rushing yards against the Bills who are by no means an an average uh run defense
0: um i'm going to take the under especially with uh yeah uh, especially against the Bills um and based on his performance so far this season i think that the under is a reasonable expectation
1: i think i'm also good. i think i'm also gonna uh, stay on the under there just because especially coming off um i don't know i don't necessarily think he assumes that full work like workload again coming back but you never know as far as if he gets some kind of like if it's like some kind of like chunk yardage play then you know there's nothing you can do about that but i i think his yard i think his yards per carry would have to be uh pretty high for him to hit i think he's gonna see a little bit more limited value Mm-hmm. uh cons- yeah considering that you know he also wasn't there for that um Baltimore game either
0: yes yes
1: so you know he's he's had he's had a little while and I don't I don't know how much it's going to take for him to warm back up and then lastly he had Baker Mayfield at 1.5 passing touchdowns are you buying in on Baker
0: yeah I am actually um and that's based more on Baker's play here over the past few weeks than it is on the opponent. But yeah, I think that he's going to get more than that. Um, He seems to have really developed good chemistry with all of his receivers at this point. You know, we've seen Austin Hooper getting more involved in the passing game, Jarvis Landry finally, you know, scoring a touchdown um, pretty recently. And uh, yeah, so I think that, yes, I think the over is what I'm going to go with here. They're just kind of firing it off on all cylinders right now. And so I think that they'll keep that momentum going.
1: Yeah. And there was the, there was the speculation. It was just like, Oh, now that OBJ is gone, does he not have that? Oh, I've, I've got to get the ball to the star, mm-hmm. Um, you know, kind of, kind of mindset. And it seems like not, not necessarily immediately, but I think that's part of, I think that's part of him figuring out, like, he know, he doesn't always have to like uh, look the same, look look the same place first. And then also factoring in, you know, his, his running backs have been great, and even if i think he can get there even even if it's just like short stuff to like kareem hunt it doesn't necessarily have to be him spreading it around to it's going it's going to be it's going to be pretty rare that he spreads it around to his receivers as well as he did um this past week with the higgins donovan people jones and jarvis landry all catching the touchdowns
0: yeah definitely um but yeah like you said even if he's doing you know short passes out of the backfield to kareem hunt or um to Chubb, yeah i think that She definitely goes over 1.5 touchdowns. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work.
1: toward the top so shout out to you for Darren Waller because I just I did not have uh I did not I, just, I had no idea what I was going to do at the tight end position and no one wanted like no one wanted to pay up uh for him at least in uh the big GP uh the bigger uh GPP that I was inside so I think he was something like seven percent rostered wow yeah and then, uh, yeah, and T and Y Hilton who uh, I was high I was high on his um I was high on his snap count uh being on the comeback and he had he had his big game and had me got me twenty eight DraftKings points. Which I was saying before when I was talking about the the stacks on the last show, I was saying, um, my favorite like higher like rostered stack was with based on Mahomes, but that that one crashed in that uh Broncos game. But remember my uh my low rostered one was Phillip Rivers, Naheem Hines, and T. Y. in some variation. They all scored. Mm-hmm. But I I didn't I didn't do any I didn't use any variation of them, just like when I, when it came down to it, I was like, looking around, I was like, hmm, do I want to, do I want to throw this dart on Mitchell Trubisky? And I was like, between, I was like in between doing those. And like, maybe if I had gotten like that Jonathan Taylor mix, like with him and like T.Y. and Phillip, and Philip Rivers, that would have been great. Yeah. And definitely. I, I could, I definitely could have bumped myself up a couple of spots, but you know, live and you learn and death yeah. taxes and T.Y. Hilton lighting up the Texans <laughs> at the end of the day.
0: Yes. Um, so yeah, I had, uh, obviously Waller was a big hit for me. I think that he gave us each 48.5 points or, you know, somewhere right in that wow. ball. That was, that was beautiful. Yeah, I just love that matchup for him against the Jets. Um, and, you know, I think that it shows in the Jets record that <laughs> players are playing well against them. Yeah. Um, the other guy that I really hit big on, I, my lineup last week was spectacular with the, with two notable exceptions. Um, Corey Davis had a huge game. I think 38 points. I did have Jonathan Taylor in there. He got off to a slow start and I was kind of, you know, anxious about it, but then he came on, I think he had 20.5. Um, so I just had pretty much my entire roster, except for my two misses, Justin Herbert, who I already mentioned, um, a couple of times on the show, I've been hurting him really consistently in dfs and he's done well for me except last week uh, against the patriots and so that was a big miss. and then antonio gibson who was dealing with a toe injury and just couldn't really get going um last week so yeah those were my two big misses but i literally hit on pretty much everybody else
1: no yeah you you really i was really shaking my boots when i saw at least in the DraftKings one. when i, I saw like after the one o'clock after the one o'clock games ended i think you were you were slight, you were, I think you were having me by like three or four points. Yeah. And I had like, I I think I, I had, I had i just like you and I had the, the Patriots defense did save me. But when I saw that you had uh, Justin Herbert and Antonio Gibson, and you were like three four three, four, I was like, I was like, oh man, I'm not, I'm not going to make it this week. And then the Patriots saved me with those two special teams, touchdowns and the 45, zero shutout. And I was like, that was just my, that was definitely my saving grace. But like I talked to at the at the top Miles Miles Sanders I completely missed on uh the lock I thought they were going to attack that Packers defense a little bit more that had really been you know getting getting beat up by the opposition's RB1 and they opted to not go that route despite you know what he's been able to, what he was able to do um last year I think they're just trying to figure out their offensive identity as a whole so uh de- de- definitely missed on that and I was I was like wishing I plugged in another running back because I definitely, yeah, I, like a, a, couple, a couple spots. If it wasn't like Mitchell, if i picked someone for Mitchell Trubisky, but, you know, it's always looking back at it. Like Mitchell Trubisky and Sanders, I think, got me like something like three points for 6,700. And I was like, man. Yeah. If I just got like an, an average output from that, I really yeah. could have struck it big. But, definitely. you know, next time.
0: That's exactly how I felt about um, Herbert and uh Gibson, because I think that combined they had four about four points or just under four points, and I mean that's absurd. So the fact that I was able to finish <laughs> second place and end the money, despite those two putting up almost no points, was pretty impressive. I'm I'm happy
1: with it. I definitely looked out so much that those two decided because you had it you had such a great that was that was it that was an amazing lineup for a bigger GPP. Like if, the, if those came if those came through, that could have been so great.
0: Yeah, and from now on, see I've never I've never really entered the bigger GPP contest, but I'm gonna try it this week because um yeah, last week I think that I would have done all right. Even with oh, yeah. even with Herbert and Gibson not showing up for me.
1: Yeah, let's get into um I'm gonna I'm hopefully gonna hit on um some running backs this time around um for this next one. So I have two, I have a running back for my lock and my sleeper for this week. My lock is going to be David Montgomery for 6,500 on DraftKings going up against the Texans. He had his first multi-score game of the year against the Detroit Lions team that had given up the most touchdowns in the NFL uh, heading into, or at least at least through week 14 they have. And now he's up against the Texans defense, which has given up more rushing yards than any team in the NFL. Uh, he is going to split some time with Cordero Patterson but I think he he runs enough routes, and he uh, he get i think he'll get enough touches to you know make up for whatever he divvies up um with Patterson in that situation i think still totally affordable and he was in a lot of winning lineups he was uh he was a staple in that last one i think he has another ideal uh setup for this week
0: mm-hmm. um I've got two guys that I want to throw at Harris locks one. As is my proud tradition as a Falcons fan, I am going to suggest that you start Justin Herbert against Atlanta. Um, the Falcons are just not good, and um, they're playing on the road. And Herbert last week was an anomaly, I think. Um, the Falcons defense is still making a lot of mistakes. They worked better than they did before they fired Dan Quinn, but really... Still a long way off from good. And then the other guy that I really like this week is Jonathan Taylor against the Raiders. Uh the Raiders allowed 25 points to Jets running backs last week, 19 points to Falcons running backs, and that's amazing because again, Falcons are not very good. And then 31 to the Chiefs, 31 points to Chiefs running running backs. So I like that matchup for Taylor. He's coming off of a huge week last week, um, where he also contributed to my dfs lineup and so those are the two guys that i'm looking at this week as logs
1: yeah and then as my as my sleeper which we've i've, I've kind of i've touched on them at least a couple times in the past like three shows or so i really like jd mckissick at 4900 on DraftKings against san francisco um even of course as soon as like i came off i came off him for uh for the showdown for the showdown contest on that washington and pittsburgh game because so i was like okay antonio antonio gibson is like starting to come on and he's like getting all the snaps now because this was this was after like i talked about how uh, mckissick had gotten those like 29 targets in like two games and this was despite playing like fewer snaps than antonio gibson at the time so now antonio gibson uh doubtful with that toe mckissick this is your time to shine man i'm calling you out he caught all 10 of his 10 targets In his last game if he does not blow this game up man i will i will really be surprised but i'm not sure how many more people um will be locked in on him uh for this week because you know there's a there's a lot of quality running back options but you know if given 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 what he's shown he can do when he gets to work and now that there's will will likely be no gibson in the equation Uh, i assume peyton barber will be like the conventional guy who gets the carries but you know they like they like to do those uh kind of two two back sets and they like to let him go out wide on those screen passes so i think he's going to be a much bigger part of the offense with out gibson so like i i don't see a scenario where he where he doesn't get double digit touches like 15 or more
0: yeah yeah Absolutely. Well, I've also got a running back for my sleeper. Um, Todd Gurley has been on the Falcons injury report all week. He obviously he's got that arthritis in his knee, which I think becomes more of an issue the longer the season goes on. And he hasn't had the same kind of birth or anything. And so I would keep an eye on Ido Smith, who should be inexpensive. He's a pretty versatile back. He can catch out of the backfield, um, you know, pretty good rusher you know he's got decent vision and all that kind of stuff um he's had some flashes of of you know really good play here and there this season and so you know if you need a running back who's going to be cost effective Gurley hasn't been ruled out for sunday um he's not on the falcons list of players who are going to be out Uh, Julio jones is by the way he will not be playing but um yeah todd did not practice Let's see. I guess he he was limited on um limited on Thursday and then did not practice at all today. So I would not feel very confident starting early. But I would definitely take a look at um at Ido Smith.
1: Yeah. If you hit and it's like a buy committee situation, that could uh ret- yeah, it could definitely return a lot for you if they're you know, they split they're they're splitting they're splitting things up. So everyone's gonna get a little piece of the pie. So if you guess right on that one, yeah. you can definitely uh, end up being profitable for you and for for waiver wires, not not as in-depth as the last one it's just it's a it's a little bit it's a little bit washed up as far as uh people available as you know it's um it's playoff time but i had a i had a longer i had a longer list but i think the two that i'm gonna kind of highlight coming into this one uh philip rivers was at a 40-ish percent roster ship earlier this week and then Mike Glennon who has not he's really not been bad was at three percent earlier this week for the Jaguars Jaguars have lost uh, by a total of five points over the last two weeks they do have one win on the season but those games were to the Browns and the Vikings so hey he's he's throwing he's throwing the ball um he's throwing the ball pretty well he's not going to put up like superstar numbers but if for whatever reason you feel like you're uh you can't you can't believe in your quarterback or he's hurt or something like that. Hey, maybe take maybe take a flyer on him. He's widely available. And then uh Rivers obviously with um T. Y. Hilton starting to figure things out. That's opened up their entire offense. And uh Philip Rivers uh the much better option, but you know, Mike Glennon's probably gonna be available like more everywhere. And he's really not he's really not been bad for when it when it looks like, oh, they're just like they're just they're just throwing it in at this point. They're you know, they're uh tanking to get uh, trevor lawrence but yeah he's, he's been pretty solid he's given him a chance to win two games he's done a solid job with his arm and and james robinson moving the chains for him
0: yeah absolutely um i'm trying to think if there are any other quarterbacks but but i think that you've got a pretty complete list here
1: yeah there were yeah there there are some other ones who have like who have dropped off but i just don't yeah they're like they're pretty pretty available i just didn't think they were really great like guys like like drew like drew Locke, I'm not too high on at this point in the season, just like you know it it, it really it really seemed like pretty dried up when I was uh looking around for quarterbacks though, so yeah.
0: yeah, so yeah, that seems like a pretty complete list there,
1: yeah, I could definitely I could definitely use some help at running back, at least for at least for the the one I think everyone will be uh paying attention to' especially a super popular waiver wire pickup. will probably be Ty johnson uh of the jets where on the first, first drive, Frank Gore had that concussion, um, for the Jets and then Ty Johnson, 104 yards in a score on 22 carries. Yeah. He's been like, you know, he's been in the background all year. So, um, I don't know if they're going to split that more evenly with Josh Adams, but, um, at least if, if the well of running backs is run dry, then, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with getting some Ty Johnson. Um, you know, just, just in case they try and put that faith, back in them again for another week it's it's not like their season's going anywhere why, why not give a young guy a chance exactly running back wise you know um i mean mckissick's pretty mckissick's uh rostered pretty uh, solid percentage i didn't i didn't have any guys personally that i was kind of keeping an eye on eat, you know either any one of those guys in um in atlanta in atlanta situation with a not at 100 percent maybe yeah. Ito, maybe um Brian Hill. Yeah, maybe Brian, maybe Brian Hill could be uh, some guys to throw, to throw in there as well. But Ty Johnson is far, uh, far and away, just like the, just like the like super, like super ri- like rising from like nobody to, oh, he could, he could definitely win me a game, like having him. So going over to wide receiver, um, T, yeah, T Y Hilton, T Y Hilton's going to be rising. Everyone, I opted to not go the Kiki Q T uh, route where I knew everyone was going to be. Uh, on him in dfs and went brandon cooks instead definitely uh, wish i went qt but yeah even if he is the wide receiver too um for for houston uh deshaun deshaun watson is uh, playing at a really high level him it was like qt and what is his name like chad hansen who hadn't played i don't think he played in an nfl in a regular season nfl game in two or three years and went for 100 went for 101 yards in that game so and that, and that's against and that's against the Colts. They're coming back um against the Bears this time around. So it it could it could be tougher, but QT definitely worth the look. Um now I wasn't high on uh Drew Locke, but um uh, Tim Patrick has uh quietly been holding it down in Denver. Not targeted as much as Jerry Judy, but he has the most receiving touchdowns and yards. And then with Julio out, maybe uh Russell Gage can get back on track in a game that figures to uh Be a shootout over under. I know was like somewhere around fifty-five ish when I uh, last checked that on DraftKings Sportsbook. So um, you know, I expect both teams to be trying to run it up on each other. So I think I think Russell Gage there.
0: Yeah, I I agree with that. Um, with Julio definitely out on Sunday, and then I personally suspect that they'll just shut him down for the rest of the season. I don't see any point in the Falcons whose season is essentially over and has been for several weeks. Um, I don't see any reason for them to keep having him re-aggravate this hamstring. I think he needs to actually take the time and heal up fully. So definitely I would keep an eye on Gage for sure.
1: And then now getting on to these, uh, just some of the betting options that maybe you uh, could want to consider. Just I meant to touch on this uh, toward the top um i'm really i'm really looking i'm looking at these after this thursday night game the rams are really i I wouldn't necessarily say they're a dark horse but their odds to uh, win the conference are plus 400 and odds to win the super bowl plus 1000 i don't i really don't hate those like they have the as as long as uh jared goff doesn't implode like Mm -hmm. as far as as how well-rounded they are on defense and you know cam Akers doing his break doing his breakout stuff and when Cooper, when Cooper Cup is at 100 percent with uh, Woods and Higby, all those guys, it's, it's, it's you know Seattle's got to pull it together, and they'll, they'll definitely have a, a good shot at improving a nine and four against the Jets. But I, I really, I really think the Rams could uh, pull ahead and make that, uh, and even and even make that super that Super Bowl push at least with how they've looked right now. But that's in the the grander scheme of things. Um, to go for specific games. Uh, Washington football team. I like to take it again uh, against the 49ers. They're plus 145 um, against the against the 49er team, who has uh, had been uh, displaced from home because of the COVID outbreak, and they've been playing in Arizona. I think Washington uh, puts that pressure on Nick Mullins, and they're still trying to figure out their running back situation. And I kind I also like the Jaguars to cover the spread against the Titans. The Titans. Um, Offense has been crazy just as far as um, total touchdowns, but they've only won by 10 or more, by 10 or more uh, three times this year. They've been in a, they've been in a lot of closer one-score games. And then Jaguars, like I said, that five points total in the past two weeks against pretty uh, quality offensive teams. So, um, yeah, I would not count the Jaguars completely out for making that one interesting, even though the Jaguars are for sure, or the Titans rather, are a much better team
0: yeah they definitely are, but still um and th- this is a this is a very interesting jags team um but yeah, I think that they can definitely cover that. I also had a couple of uh, prop bets that I wanted to throw out here for our listeners um one the first one is, did the winner of the n f c east win a playoff game, and uh yes is at uh plus two hundred no is at minus three hundred hmm. I'm, I don't think that they will, but I think that it's an interesting. Edit.
1: If it's Washington, I give them a chance. If, if it's, if it's not Washington, I don't see it.
0: Yeah. I think that that's actually fair. Um, and then another one here, will the Jets go, go in 16? Uh, you know, in the season, it's only happened to three. That's uh
1: my dog's howling in the back. I don't know if the, that can be heard right now, but
0: yeah, it, that's okay. We, we want dog guests to start. Um, um, uh, Baxter and Bella are currently getting groomed, which is the only reason they're quiet. Um, so yeah, well, the Jets go zero sixteen. Yes, uh, is minus one hundred and eighty, and no is plus one hundred and
1: forty. Man, that makes me. Have you have you looked at their schedule the rest of the way? No. I, I gotta say, I gotta say yes on this one. They have Seattle coming up. They mm-hmm. have the Rams. They have the Browns, and then they end it with the Patriots.
0: Yeah, they're they're going on.
1: I think I think they are the They have the best chance against the Patriots. I don't know what they're gonna do with uh if they're gonna shut Newton down once it's once they're certain that they're not making the playoffs or whatnot yeah i might give I might give them a chance there i don't it's not that I don't expect them to still try and be competitive'cause i don't I don't think that New England's just gonna you know World not awesome. try not try and win games, and the jets still have to score points, which we know doesn't happen often mm-hmm. but yeah i I would definitely go yes on that. They did not. They did not have a good shake the rest of the way. So
0: no, they do not. So
1: no.
0: c- congratulations or condolences to Trevor Lawrence, who will probably be a uh, New York Jet next year.
1: Yeah, if, unless he boycotts, which I I encourage you to please. Yes.
0: I mean, I would at least consider <laughs> it.
1: And uh, yeah, just to wrap out with the the doghouse for sure. We were talking about the Jets and Russell Wilson has really got it. Uh, get it together after he's you know he hasn't won convincingly in a while after being that um MVP front runner he's run he's thrown for a touchdown or less in three of his last four games and he's facing one of the worst defenses in the NFL so he's he's got to pull it together And this you know if you can't if you can't shine against the Jets then you know your your Super Bowl case is not is not looking too good especially with how the Rams have been playing
0: yeah. And uh, Justin Herbert's in the doghouse for me. I'm just so disappointed in how he performed against the Patriots. And that's not going to stop me from starting him this week in DFS because the Falcons, again, you know, I think that's a good matchup for any quarterback, but um, yeah, I'm hoping that he gets back to form this week. Against the Falcons. Yeah. Well, that's our show for today, folks. Um, we invite you to play DFS with us. We set up a, contest on draftings every week. I will tweet that out on my Twitter account, at Gina Thomas and Thomas. It's a standard lineup with a $50,000 salary cap, 10 people, but we can do multiple leagues if there's enough interest. It's a $10 buy-in and the top three payout, and uh, we hope that you'll join us and, and let us take your money this week.
1: Yeah, and we'll be looking to run it back one and two, preferably in the same order as week 13. Uh, I think that would be nice. But yeah, you can find me on Twitter at it's underscore a miracle a m e e r i c l e, and you know we'll be we'll be talking about um where we hit where we messed up probably coming through um, this weekend. Mm-hmm. So be yep. sure to check us out there, and be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and drop your fantasy DFS and gambling questions in the comments with a five star review, and we'll answer them on the next episode.
0: Thanks for joining us, everybody, and we will catch you next time.